your Locked On Blue Jackets, your daily podcast on the Columbus Blue Jackets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It is Monday. It is not a game day, which we are all thankful for. Welcome to Lockdown Blue Jackets. We're part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. I am, as always, your host, Jay Foster. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to builtbar.com and use promo code LOCKED15. You'll get 15% off your next order. So, the Blue Jackets did what the Blue Jackets do. They lost again. That's nine straight. Uh, they got a point at least, they managed to hold on to a tie game for a whole 10 seconds before Victor Hedman ended it in OT, so I could, you know, do a rundown of that game, what went wrong, what went right, uh, but instead we're going to pay attention to a much more successful team, which is the Cleveland Monsters, who won both of their games this weekend against the top team in their division, the Chicago Wolves. They won 5-4 to four in overtime on Saturday, and then they won last night, uh, 4-2. to two. Uh, Daniil Tarasov and Matisse Kavalenics each picking up a win in these games. Uh, so I once again sat down with friend of the pod and Chicago Wolves expert Sarah Avampato of Locked on Kings and Locked on NHL uh, to talk Chicago Wolves, Cleveland Monsters, uh, fights, and just kind of a little bit of a little bit of everything, so I'll get straight into that. So we're here once again, friend of the show, Sarah Avampato, uh, usually my source for all things Kings, but more recently my source for all things AHL, uh, as Sarah covers the Chicago Wolves, who are currently uh, the, Ve- no, not the Vegas affiliate, they are the Carolina Hurricanes affiliate, as well as uh, the home of some of the Milwaukee Admirals. This season, which is Nashville's affiliate, so just a lot of a lot of teams that I'm not too not too fond of at the minute. Um, so here's here is my my first question, Sarah. Uh, what happened to the Wolves? I thought the Wolves were good and that the Monsters were bad, but it appears to not be the case. I mean, they were good. And then, really, we can blame this all on Nashville. So if you want to keep disliking Nashville, like here, here's another, I mean, it doesn't really matter to you. You want your team to win, but like, I'm always looking for more ammunition to just like Nashville. Um, basically half of Nashville's roster is hurt. And so they have had to keep stealing guys from the AHL to either put on their roster or to put on the taxi squad. Uh, so, so the wolves have recently lost a handful of their more notable players to the NHL, uh, either regularly or you know they've been kind of doing the back and forth thing uh so i think that that is a big part of it that a lot of their big scores are just not in the lineup at the moment uh and then another thing that i i feel like especially in the ahl kind of gets ignored because they're not as transparent about it as as the nhl is is that the wolves basically for the past at least two weeks have had to keep having games postponed because of COVID protocols affecting the wolves. So the, the AHL doesn't disclose anything more than that. And, you know, if you happen to find out a guy had COVID, it's just because you found out uh, it's not because they had to tell you anything. Uh, but for two weeks, the wolves have not played and including 
they, they've played one, two games in two weeks, basically. Uh, and some of their, uh, the, the Hurricanes' best prospects uh, that are on the team, uh, Ryan Suzuki and Jamison Rees, both have been inexplicably out of the lineup for the past couple of weeks. So I, I don't want to make assumptions on, on, a, on a public podcast, but I don't think they're hurt. Let's put it that way. And it's not like they're bad players. So, uh, you know, I, I think that the, the Wolves have also been impacted by COVID doing something to them and to their lineup. And it's been limiting their game time, their practice time, uh, obviously their roster. And so uh, they, they were good. And then their team now has a bunch of guys on like PTOs because they ran out of people. Yeah, it is kind of, it speaks to the season, I think, that they have two NHL teams to pull from in that they have, you know, most of the, they have the, their regular Wolves roster and then they also have the Admirals and they're still struggling to like play a, play a competitive, competitive lineup. Um, and that's the, yeah, like <laughs> what you say about more ammunition to hate Nashville is I'm stuck in this terrible place at the minute where I'm like, the top three spots in the division are basically locked in. We've got Carolina, Tampa, and Florida. Uh, and that fourth spot is going to either Dallas or Nashville or Chicago. And I'm like, but what if none of them make it and we give the extra spot to one of the teams in the West? Because Yeah, that that's just like, like a nightmare. That, that's like your own personal nightmare. Own is it coming nightmare. down? I'm like, like, I can't believe... Like I'm trying. I spent a significant amount of time last night trying to figure out which of those three teams I hated the least. <laughs> <laughs> and it was. I don't think I came to a. I don't think I came to a, a conclusion. No, no, that's a rough one. Nashville bad. Dallas bad. I realize I'm the only person that thinks Dallas is bad, but my rage knows no bounds. That's fine. That's you know um, what. I mean, there, there's a big chunk there. There's, I mean, I feel like there's currently like a, a war on Jamie Ben with some of our fellow locked on hosts. So it's like, that is true. Jamie Ben keeps Jay handshake oh. meme, uh, Red Wings, Hurricanes podcasts, and then like hating Jamie Ben. Like, you got some company there. Yeah. He keeps trying to murder people. Yeah. Um, as, as, that's bad. Yeah. He is, he's not, not good. Um, and then I was like saying stuff about him. I was like, oh, I'm not bothered about Jamie Ben. I don't think he poses a particular offensive threat to the team. And then like six hours later, he scored on the Blue Jackets. So it's fine. Coming up first, I've got more of my conversation with Sarah. But first, I've got to tell you about 1010 by Blue Nile. 1010 are uh, an exclusive collection of 10 creative styles of diamond rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today. Rings sure to bring joy into her life. Using only diamonds responsibly sourced from Botswana, 10 female design masters have each produced a uniquely beautiful ring. Ideal for engagement, Mother's Day, or simply a beautiful conversation piece, they are the perfect way to bring light into her life. They're available now through Mother's Day only on BlueNile.com. Just search the words 10 by 10 This collection features high-quality, fine jewellery that will surprise and delight, and, best of all, it's fairly priced, so you can give her something special and truly meaningful. I took a look at them. Uh, There's a really... Beautiful, simple ring from Lola Fenhurst that I love. Uh, symbolism is really cool, and she's also a black designer. So if you want to go, go check out, go check out uh, her ring on BlueNile.com. If you're on the hunt for the perfect, unique ring that she will treasure forever, you're definitely going to want to check this out. They won't be around for long, so find them now by searching the words "10 by 10" only at BlueNile.com. 
This year, the Lockdown Podcast Network is partnering with the Draft Network to cover the NFL Draft live. Get insight and analysis from Lockdown local experts and the Draft Network's national experts. Subscribe to the Lockdown NFL YouTube page to watch live three-day coverage of the NFL Draft April 29th through May 1st. What is going on with Chicago's goalies? Is it just a case of, well, they have Kane's prospect and Nashville prospect that they're all trying to basically... They basically have four goalies to to work around, or is it injuries? Or because I feel like every time I've seen the Wolves play this season, they've had a different goalie. <laughs> yeah, I, be- I believe they're up to six on the season so far, which is way way too many goalies. Uh, some of it is, I mean, I, I I don't believe that there's any injury stuff going on, at least that I I've heard of. Um, or at least at the AHL level, I feel like there have been injuries at the NHL level that, that keep trickling down. Um, I mean, one of the goalies that the Wolves used this year was Peter Mrazek, who happened to be uh, nearing the end of his stint on the injured reserve list, list for the NHL. The Hurricanes were already in Chicago to play the Blackhawks, and so they just stuck Peter Mrazek in a car, <laughs> drove him like an hour north, and were like, here you go, you're playing an AHL game tonight. Uh, so, you know, it, it's been weird stuff like that. Uh, I think a lot of it has been, though, trying to balance, uh, you know, two, two different NHL teams and, and their priorities and um, trying to figure out how, how to do that. And in a normal AHL season, you know, you, you have games a lot more frequently uh, than, than you are this year. And uh, you know, this, it's, it's just making it really hard to, uh, to have any sort of like rotation that makes sense. uh, Any sort of like method to your madness in terms of playing your goaltenders. I think the, the Wolves had a had an idea worked out at the beginning of the season of who was going to be in Carolina, who was going to be on the taxi squad, who was going to be on this team. And then it all got like just blown to heck. Um, and it, it, and it has, it really has been like shuffling guys down from the taxi squad and um, Antoine Bebo getting games because when he's not on the taxi squad and uh, random goalies just showing up like I, Devin Cooley. I don't know where he came from, but he sure did play two games for, for, for the wolves uh, before going back to wherever, wherever, once he came. Uh, so I, I do think that it mostly has just been both of these teams have a lot of people in, in their universe in terms of goaltenders and the wolves now have to figure out what to do with all of them um, of the six that have played Four are from Carolina, which includes Peter Mrazek's uh, one one game stint, and then the other two are um, Nashville property, uh, and it's just been it's been a delight. Let's <laughs> let's uh, who's in net? Who knows? Who knows? Couldn't tell you. <laughs> yeah, I know. I I I think I, I texted you last night about this. Uh, like the I was watching the Wolf, the uh, Monsters broadcast of the Monsters Wolves game. And literally like three or four minutes of game time passed and Connor Ingram had made saves and whatnot. And the play-by-play guy just kept calling him Bibo. And I was like, is somebody going to tell him? Who's going to tell him? <laughs> like, And eventually someone got word to him that that was not in fact Antoine Bibo in the, in the Wolves net and was in fact he of the, the cursed AHL career, Connor Ingram. Um, it's, a, it's a test. It's a test. Yeah. The, the Blue Jackets have kind of had a similar-ish 
goalie problem and not a problem but I mean it is a problem but like it's it's been a an interesting interesting season for most of the goalies in the organization I think because we had you know we were like okay we've got Corp Salwin Mesleykins in the NHL that is set we got Kiv Lennox on the taxi squad we've got Vevelinen in the minors we've got Brad uh, Thiessen in the minors who apparently just refuses to age and also like is not actually supposed to be a player. He's their goaltending coach, but he is also like up signed as a player in case of nonsense like oh. this. Uh, and then oh. we had Cam. We have Cam Johnson, who is sure is a player that exists and has played in goal for the Monsters this season. Um, and then we traded Vavlinen, uh, and then. Corpsalo got hurt. Most Deakins got hurt. Corpsalo got hurt again last night. I don't know what's going on there, but we haven't called another goalie up. So I'm going to hope that things are okay. Um, but it's basically been like, and then Tarasov came over from, from the KHL when his playoff uh, run ended. And it's just kind of been a rotating, rotating door of, oh, well, you sit on the taxi squad. And then, mm-hmm. you know, like they had, um, the Jackets were in Tampa yesterday and then like maybe a couple hours before game time they were like oh by the way we're sending Tarasov to the taxi squad and putting Kivlenix in the Monsters game so we can get some ice time because I don't think he's played a game in like he's played like six games this whole season just because he's been on the taxi squad for most of it and so I guess they were like oh well we might as well like keep him fresh Tarasov played last night so you can play tonight and then Immediately, like almost immediately after the game, they were like, okay, well, Tarasov's back on the Monsters roster. Um, Kivlenix is back on the taxi squad. And it's just kind of been a a fun back and forth. I bet these guys are, are racking up some some serious road miles between uh, between Columbus and, and Cleveland. I'm just imagining like you just put them in a little car and just, you know, st- stick all their goalie stuff in a box in the back of the car. And you're like, all right, buddy. Have fun. Have fun. Yeah, You're new home. Bye. Just send them. Send them on down the, the freeway or up the freeway, <laughs> I guess. But coming up in just a minute, I've got more of my conversation with Sarah. But first, let me tell you about Built Bar. Built Bar, you know, we've been telling you about it for a while now. It is the best tasting protein bar on the market. Uh, it's back. It's new. It's improved. It is even deliciouser. That is direct from the copy of that to deliciouser. They've invented a new word. It's so good. There are 18 incredible flavors. They've got nut, nut and non-nut flavors. They're covered in 100% chocolate. Uh, and here's the best bit. They are super healthy. They're low calorie. They're low sugar. They are high protein, high fiber. They're great if you're on keto. If you are the kind of guy that goes to the gym and wants an extra kick of protein in his day, then Built Bar is for you. If you are like me and the most strenuous thing that you've done so far in this lockdown is walking from your bed to your laptop desk, then Built Bar is good for you as well. Uh, and best of all, if you go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKED15, you can get 15% off your next order. Once again, that is promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com and find your favourite flavour now. We've been telling you about it for a couple of months now. It is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. And the MLB is uh, in spring training, so pretty soon you can bet on that too, if that's what you want. Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. 
the finale of RuPaul's Drag Race is coming up soon. So if you want to bet on who you think is going to win that, you can do that. Or if you want to place a bet on whether the Blue Jackets are ever going to win a game again, you can do that too. Uh, you've got real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the new scores and odds. It is the best way to place your bets and it's free to sign up. All you have to do is head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today. If you use promo code Locked On, you get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. The Ultimate Mock Draft 2021, presented by Lockdown and Odyssey, is happening now. Featuring analysis from NFL experts Michael Irvin, Jason LeConfora, and Brian Baldinger, our local experts for every team will be making trades and picking the next stars of their team. Search the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 on the new Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Odyssey is your audio home for all the sports, podcast, music, and news that matter to you. Let's get kind of an outside, outside perspective on some of the monsters like who impressed you who like who was really notable um how good is Liam Foodie <laughs> he was everywhere um he he is definitely a player who is going to be just really fun to watch as he as he gets older uh these these two games the weekend games were basically the Tyler show of uh Tyler Secura who in the first game uh, had two goals and was close to the hat trick and then uh Tyler Angle decided that he needed to get on in on this action too uh he scored four times in two games uh, I believe I looked it up and he has like 10 goals this season and six of them have come against the Wolves which is just really really terrifying um I, I think that it, it was it was interesting to see these are I believe the two highest scoring teams I don't remember if it's in the division or if it's in the whole league uh, but seeing two teams that have, you know, really good offenses and, and players who can put the puck in the net and who are really dynamic to watch, uh, to see them go up against each other, uh, you know, was fun. Didn't get the result that Chicago wanted, obviously, but it was nice to see. I mean, you have watched your share of AHL games, too. Sometimes they are a slog. Sometimes they are not very interesting to watch. Uh, or there are teams that are just like one line teams. And then the rest are just like some guys. Uh, and so t- seeing two teams that actually can score and have a lot of excitement on them is, is fun and different. And sure, that one game the Wolves won like 10 to 2 or something was great. But, you know, you, you want something a little more competitive and a little more exciting. Uh, and, you know, this one, the Wolves tying it up towards the end, uh, going to overtime, the overtime goal being scored because like, two Wolves players just couldn't connect on a pass. And then one guy fell over. Like, of course that's what happened. Uh, but it, it was definitely uh, the Tyler show in, uh, in both of these games. And I just, I, I never want to know anyone named Tyler again at this point, because <laughs> I have been personally victimized by all of these Tylers. All of these Tylers. One of the like seven allowable uh, Christian names in, in hockey. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah I was, not surprised by the first game this weekend, which was, I believe, 5-4 in overtime. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, I was like, okay, cool. This is this is about what I expected from these two teams, you know, just goals on goals on goals. Um, and then the game last night, so we're recording this Monday afternoon slash evening, depending on where you are in your time zone. Um, the... What was it? Was it four one or four two? Four two. Yeah. Four to two. So it was it was three two with 
like a minute left or something. I know because I was like, oh, this game seems over and then went to refill my water and then came back and they'd scored. And I was like, well, okay, don't you, don't you do this to me, Cleveland. Um, but that that felt very much like a, um, it was just as exciting. I thought I really enjoyed um, yesterday's game. I thought it was fast and fun. And there was lots of like the goaltenders played pretty well. Um, Kiv Lennox, I thought has played especially well considering you know, he hasn't played all that much this year. Um, Ingram, I thought, was was pretty good too. Um, and then, yeah, it just, it was not, it was not what I was expecting. Essentially, uh, it was a 3-1 game with, like, two minutes left. And then they scored, and then we scored an empty netter, you know? So I never count empty netters when I'm like... No, they're fake. Yeah, it's it's like, oh, you <laughs> like, if you won 3-1, but with an empty netter, but that's like, a that's a 2-1 get hockey game, you know? Yeah. That that yeah, is my yeah. my possibly my hottest hottest sports take. Um, <laughs> so, but yeah, it was it was fun to see the teams kind of play defense because I don't think they played all that much defense in the Saturday game. No, definitely not. Uh, and you know, for, from the Chicago perspective, I had kind of ex- thought that they would come out a little a little better uh, in, in, in the game on Sunday, because, you know, they're, they're coming back from a loss, uh, you know, that was, would have been their second consecutive loss because they also lost to, um, I, I just assume it was Rockford at this point, whatever their, their previous game was now, now that they've only played like one game in two weeks, I have no idea what's happened previously. Uh, but you know, you, you would have thought that they would have come out with, you know, a little, a little more oomph. And, you know, the first period was very, there were a lot of goals. There were three goals in the third, in the first period, uh, but not a whole lot of action really other than that. Uh, so it, it just wasn't the performance that, that this team wanted. And I think that Cleveland was also able to take advantage of the fact that, uh, as we said, Connor Ingram is kind of having a, a cursed season. Uh, this is only his, uh, I believe, third AHL game this season because he has mostly been sitting on the taxi squad uh, for for Nashville so he hasn't really had a whole bunch to do uh, and and so you know he he's probably very rusty I mean he was one of the best goalies in the AHL last season season so it's not like you know he's he's a bad goalie he just hasn't gotten to play at all really (laughs) this season Uh, so I, I think that you know it was it was a frustrating game for the Wolves because you kept wanting them to find that second gear and they just couldn't. Uh, and then when they did kind of find find it in like the third period when they really sort of controlled play to try to even things up, the goaltender was just like, ha ha ha, no. So, you know, it, it's one of those nights and you, you move on and they play again today for some reason because the AHL was like, well, have another game so they they get to go right back to it and i think that's all the time i have for today tomorrow i will maybe talk about the blue jackets we just don't know if they do anything of note then you know maybe we'll see uh if you'd like to follow me on twitter i am at j the goalie if you'd like to follow this podcast we are lo underscore blue jackets if you have comments questions criticisms you can email me at lockedonbluejackets at gmail.com And until tomorrow, stay locked on.